Is Schroeder supposed to be playing all the music on the show? Is it like diegetic? I don't know. If we pulled back just a little bit from the doghouse or the uh, football field, would Schroeder just be like... <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, yes. Schroeder. What about Schroeder? I don't know. He's white. Yeah, so? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> You ever go back and read those those uh, these old strips where they introduce Franklin to the to the strip? No, I don't think I have. Um, I don't know. They're it's interesting. Okay. It's I call it I call it the 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 Rickles philosophy. Oh boy. Which is when everyone gets a seat at the table, you can make fun of everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't make any fun of anybody who's outside the room, who's not sitting down at the table, or whatever. Sure. And so. It's just like Franklin moves to town and we learn about Franklin and Charlie Brown is like, well, it's good to good to see you, Franklin. He stopped short of your credit to your race. But uh, and then once Whoa. Franklin's established, then we then we start. <laughs> we start in. <laughs> Patty Patty's got a few things to say about him. Nothing not like <laughs> like anti wow. uh, uh, racial screeds or anything like that. Uh-huh. But it's like they, they got a lot of mileage out of the fact that he wanted to be a hockey player. Uh-huh. And he was he was pretty good at it. He worked hard at it. And Patty's like, yeah, how many black NHL players are there? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just that, that like cynicism that's baked into Peanuts, what makes people like it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just a little, I don't know. I wonder how people would react to that today. Clearly, they huh. would say nothing I don't, and just stare I, at me is what they would do. I don't know. I haven't well, read them. We're going to get a chance to find out, baby. Why? Why? They're only printed 30 years before your birth. We're going to get a chance to find out, baby, because the Snoopy Show will be premiering this February at Apple+. Plus. Now, do, do you mean like it's like a whole new cartoon? I'm talking about... That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> they can just about, bring the music back. I'm talking about... I mean, I don't, I'm not privy to their um, writer's room and what they've got on the board, on the cork board, as far as ideas, but it looks like... You, you know how like The Simpsons, you go back to the old Simpsons and it's like... Um, it's hand-drawn and it's a little... You know, it's hand-drawn animation and it's a yeah. 4-3 ratio. And then now you... Thir- at season 31, you watch The Simpsons and it's... A computer has turned this into an HD 4K kind of yeah. thing. That's that's what it looks like. It's the same style, the same color palette, all the same uh, animation. It's just, you know, it just looks like a modern cartoon. Okay. All right. I mean, from what I remember of the specials and stuff like that that I have seen of Peanuts, I really liked Peanuts. And so. I, in this particular article, and I won't put any... Um, particular thing on blast uh but they're like this is good this is a it's a delightful return to a to a to an earlier era you know of, of pleasant cartoons it's like oh you sweet summer child you're more that your birth is more than 30 years away from the debut of peanuts isn't it because that's not that's never been what peanuts is about peanuts is about grief be it good or bad well that's peanuts true. is about Pain and Peanuts is about <laughs> just misunderstanding and being a balding kid at eight. Yes. That's what Peanuts is about. Yeah. I don't right. think it, I'm not saying it can't be positive. I'm not saying it can't be cute or uplifting, but yeah, that's not. I it's think not it's gonna, those things. It as ain't well. She Ra. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like we, it's just a weekly checklist for us to oh, make sure you make fun of Apple Plus, but. <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to this because I love the Peanuts. I grew up in the Peanuts. Yeah. One of my Charles absolute Schultz's, favorites. Uh, 
Smith's was... you know, semi-problematic character, but we won't talk about him. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, like it was, you know, as a, as a young creator, he was a guy who had a lot of this in him and wanted to put it on page and not talk down to kids and deliver right. them uh, the sort of, uh, you know, Borscht Belt kind of comedy that you'd get. Well, and from <laughs> what I understand, he put a lot of himself into Charlie Brown. Yeah, and what I want to know is, um, are they going to do the sort of traditional structure of Peanuts, which is, you know, before they really went into the long form. um, The specials You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, This Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. My favorite is uh, Flash Beagle. It's basically, you know, Hee Haw took this uh, all the way to the bank, but it's Uh the just little vignettes. You know, oh, a little sure. little scenes that are essentially three or four panels, maybe a little longer. And it's, uh, boy, you just can't get a good uh, kumquat these days or whatever. And then it's like, well, don't you think the kumquats are But move on to the next thing. They're 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 behind yeah. the wall. Right, right, right. <laughs> then they're at the psychologist booth, you know. Right. Then they're at Sumi's doghouse, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that too. How are they going to screw it up? Oh boy! I we'll don't let you know. know. Yeah, in the future with yeah. our review of the Snoopy Show, which I think is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? All right, so it, you know, because it's, great, it's weird because like I think people know it as Charlie Brown, even though I think that the actual strip was called the Peanuts. You know, but yeah. people know Snoopy too as a character. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the Peanuts. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Oh, we have, they have to introduce a new character, right? Because it's a new generation. Mm. They're not quite like the Muppets in that way, but they do introduce new characters. Sure. So it's going to be a live streaming. A live streaming. Uh, young girl, Who's, or or okay. transgender uh, person who is Asian or something like that. I'm just trying to make it more diverse. What? What is Marcy, by the way? Did we ever canonize that? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Wasn't Marcy the person who was maybe Asian? I, she, I, she has glasses. You know what? I don't know. The world know. needs peanuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I need peanuts. Y'all, y'all MFers need peanuts. Yeah. So let's find out. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing before we actually open the show, just so it doesn't get mixed up in other stuff. But I wanted to announce what everybody knows by now, which is um, virtuoso guitarist Eddie Van Halen has passed away at the age of 65. Yes. Yes, um, really. That's too young. Way too young. Even for rockers, live longer these days. Yeah, he had, he had a very long uh, battle with cancer, yeah. and from what I've read from some articles, it sounded like he had a bunch of different health problems, some of which he beat. You know, previous bouts with cancer, and yeah, you know, he just and, got unlucky. You know, genetically, he just yeah. got uh, so that bullet you can't dodge. But yeah. um, but you know. Um, just by all accounts, just a nice guy, a guy yeah. with so much enthusiasm for what his work for his work. I mean, you who... just look at any of his their music videos. <laughs> they all look like they're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Mm, yeah. What? Well, I mean, I think we sort of look de- you know, Sufa Stevens goes home and has a has a kombucha at the end of his show, right? Like sure. it's we look down on that kind of lifestyle now. Um, all the horror stories about what happened on the Zeppelin tour bus. Sure. Uh, if you're smart, you turn it around and you make it like new content, right? Like uh, the dirt, you know, the story of Motley Crue and all the horrible things that they did to women. Um, that uh, that definitely existed in the Van Halen space. I'm not going to uh-huh. try to defend that, but seems like they weren't quite as bad as some of those other bands that I mentioned. Yeah. And, 
you know, just forgetting that for a second, if we can, uh, just a guy who came into the space and it's one of those, it's one of those, it's like, I would compare it to, to Picasso. It's one of those guys that arrived in the scene and went, well, I've got all this already. I, I know all this stuff. So where do I go now? Right. And just totally revolutionized uh, rock and roll at that time, you know, just in the delivery and construction of, of his solos. Yes. And he was also a guy who didn't just play guitars, but he knew them inside and out. And he was something of a, you know, a sonic engineer and he built new guitars and new, even up to the point, you know, the month before he died, he was still in his shop, you know, uh, building amps and building new types yeah. of guitars and, and new delivery systems. And so a guy that just ate, slept and breathed music. Yes. And also you could hook a, a, a carabiner on his belt and just th- throw him across the stage. And just <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing backflips. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, just, to, I mean, like you listen to any one of his solos as compared to just like, oh, it's a guitar solo, but it just comes in and it's just like a different, we're in a different world now. It's just, yeah. it's just going all over the place. And, yeah. Yeah. He definitely had his own, like, signature style yeah you know um and um you know uh if you like beat it you like michael jackson's beat it yeah remember the hardest uh rock song uh on, on thriller yeah it's on thriller right i think so it's been, it's been 40 years it's been so long I know. but i mean basically like kind of like stealth wrote <laughs> basically the entire song yeah. basically but yeah huge hit for michael jackson yeah uh, and just sent him to the stratosphere and also was good for good for him too. So I heard, I didn't read the article, but I think like either he was, I think maybe he did the um, Back to the Future guitar solo and like people didn't find out about that until after he passed. Like Ooh. it wasn't something that he really was like, it wouldn't it's surprise just a me. silly thing that I did. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It would be... Um, I was wondering, like, when you've got a speedster character like the Flash or like um, Quicksilver or something like yeah. that, and it's like, oh no, mom's gonna be home any second. We gotta clean this place up, and it's like, <laughs> and just, oh, it's pristine, you know. Yeah. He, he uh, steam cleaned the carpets. Right. He has to live through all that in real time, right? I guess. So he wouldn't just snap back and the place is clean. And he's like, okay, quick hide. Like he spent nine hours. Just fluffing really up fast. the cushions, <laughs> cleaning all the walls, yeah, going right. out to the thing, renting a, a rug doctor, <laughs> bringing it back, yeah, steam cleaning the carpets, <laughs> returning it, yeah, yeah, and then like they, if they you don't want them to be wet when mom walks in, so he must have also like blew blue dry all the carpets, yeah, you know, right. or mopped everything up, so he's ready for bed at that point, yeah, but, probably. <laughs> so that's how I feel about Eddie Van Halen playing the. Me, 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 playing the Back to the Future guitar thing, uh, oh, okay. or do you mean the? It's just like oh, so bored. I could be doing one sixty fourth notes. Do you mean the the Enchantment Under the Sea? Um, um, Buddy Holly, uh, not Buddy Holly. Um, Marvin Berry uh, stuff. The the solo. Well, I thought so. I didn't actually read the article, okay. but I well, thought. Well, let's not talk about it. I thought what it a waste was of time the, this the was. solo. I apologize um, to the audience. Whatever. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, Eddie Van Halen, legend, will be missed. Sammy Hagar still alive somehow. Uh, we're the Just Enough Joe podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. And we're here to bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. That's just a weekend for us. That's what we do. Yeah. And we're here to do it. And we're going to do it. Here's something else we're going to do. Mm. It's controversial. Yeah. I know that you were um, very reluctant 
to do this? Yes, for a multitude of reasons, but also it's not really nerdy. So <gasps> it's well, God, let's look at what the stories that are coming up. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see, Charlie Brown, that's in our past, <laughs> and Netflix shows, uh, Amazon shows, um. Cleopatra, super nerdy, right? Mm. History nerd. Sure. So uh, we don't always do hardcore nerd stuff. I guess. I guess. So it's a programming thing. That's your that's your number one your number one objection. No, no, it's not. Why don't we tell the audience what it is? I feel like Eddie decide. Van Halen playing the Back to the Future song when I talk to you. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Netflix's cuties. Yeah. We're going to talk about the film itself. We're talking about the controversy. We're going to talk about the recrimination, the lawsuits. And that's where I should say we're going to talk about the film itself. The thing that, yeah, nobody, right, right, the right. thing that everybody and how angry they are is not talking about. That's what we're going to talk about. Yes. And talk about whether it is a positive force or a negative force in the world. I, I do. Have... I am the Eddie Van Halen of mouth. I have the mouth of, uh, of a lightning bolt Eddie Van Halen guitar. So now it's time for me to bring this solo to a close and hand it back. To David Lee Roth. Okay. Oh, am I David Lee Roth? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have to go. Uh, wow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ease uh, the seat back. Oh, my gosh. I guess I feel bad for... There's there's a Clementine company named Cuties. I feel bad for them. <laughs> Cuties stuck. You know? Drops. So, like, they're just... They just want to sell you delicious Clementines. They don't want to be messed up in this... <laughs> controversy so i got nobody <laughs> these yeah keep david lee david lee roth probably two thumbs up yeah 100 percent uh what cuties 100 percent. wow okay <laughs> wow he loves um the seventh arrondissement girls what is what what it's in it's in paris don't worry about it okay should we just go to the news yes here it is <laughs> Let's talk about some movie news. I mentioned just briefly before the word Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. That Cleopatra will be played by Gal Gadot. Okay. She's teaming with Patty Jenkins for okay. a Cleopatra film at Paramount Studios. Oh, no. At the end, we just dropped. Oh, it fell off. Fell off right at the end. All right. Well, I was going to say this could be good. Um, do you think that people will be... So, so Cleopatra is Egyptian. Uh, She's probably e- not 6'2", but yeah. anyway... Egypt is in Africa. Do you think that people, I, I know that there are p- people like um, who are like, you know, Cleopatra should be portrayed as being well, more here's, black? Well, here's, here's the real thing, right? The, yeah. These are all little points. And then there's one thing that's in bold and it's underlined. And that is a Jew is going to play an Egyptian. That's. Ooh, why didn't I think of that right away? Yes, that's the yeah. real problem here. Now, yeah. I don't really have a problem with it if that reveals. That I don't understand the context. I'm willing to hear an argument, but it's not like Bryce Dallas Howard playing her. Do you know what I mean? I yes. think Jews and Egyptians don't want to admit it, but you know, there's there's more shared genetic history there. No, I would than agree there with is that. With, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, for instance. Yes. Um, that all that being said, Cleopatra was at, you know, and her whole family were probably very. Uh, light-skinned, very white. Sure. Because the Romans had been, and the Greeks before them, had been living there for a long long time. time. And even in Egypt, there's a upstairs-downstairs thing going on with light-skinned people and dark-skinned people. So they were like a ruling class that was descended from, 
you know, Greek conquerors and yes. whatnot, and like Ptolemy. Uh, her brother was named Ptolemy, but a lot of the monarchs are named Ptolemy. But um, so I mean, like, you can get away with her being light skinned if you don't care about like a DNA test for casting. Yeah, I, but I, I think that what oof. I mentioned is going to be a bigger. deal. I think you're right. I think that is going to be a bigger big deal, and I think there are going to be a lot of people, probably namely Jewish people, who are not excited about. Well, I think, I think Egyptian people will be unexcited about. Uh, uh, a Jewish woman, yeah, an Israeli, no, a Sabra, right. playing right. Their, right. one of their cultural heroes. No, you're right. Um, I'm not excited about Paramount running this. This was. This isn't just like, well, it landed at Paramount. This was. Uh, this project was at the center of a bidding war between Apple, Universal, Warner Brothers. Um, everybody wanted the script, and it landed at Paramount. And I don't. Paramount, you know, you know, uh, they've got Transformers movies. They've still got some money laying around. Mm-hmm. But why this? Yeah, I don't know. There's a story about how when Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were warring at the box office, and not just with, you know, gun grunting man gun movies. That's yeah. what that was supposed to be. Right. Um, but also like when Schwarzenegger's moving into comedy and he's like starting to show comedy chops. And, hey, what? You know what, uh, Oliver? Yeah, no, no, right. Not Oliver. What was that? What was that? Movie called that he did. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's like, I, I do comedy. I do comedy all the time. Yeah. So they were both trying to get like these comedy roles, and there's a movie called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yep. Where um, the hero was a LA cop, and his mom, played by Estelle Getty, uh, was like, always, Mom, why are you in the backseat of the squad car? No, you forgot yes. to eat your wheat cakes or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, and Schwarzenegger pranked Stallone by. Bidding on this, or or just you know he doesn't bid, I guess, but like showing his interest, saying he was going to do it, and then Stallone's like, "Well, I got to do it then." So it's like, "Oh no, I got a lot of good ideas." Uh, I, yeah, I love my mom. And at the last second, Schwarzenegger pulled out, and Schwarzenegger was, or and Stallone was stuck playing right in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And the movie didn't do that well. No, it was a laughing stock. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Schwarzenegger uh, probably. Um, uh, had sex with his uh, housekeeper all the way to the bank, you know, Gross. on that joke. So that's how this feels to me. Oh, if it feels like somebody did a prank. It feels like Apple, Universal, Warner Brothers, all the major studios got together and like they've seen the script. It's crap. We know that Paramount doesn't know what a crappy script looks like. And they thought it's totally going to tank. And so they all like agreed to, you know, not wear wow. the same, not wear the same outfit that day. And then stepped, took one step back. And Paramount was stuck holding the bag, so. Uh, I mean. That's what I think. I like Gail Dadat and I like Patty Jenkins. I don't know. I don't know. I do. So far, anyways. the Her acting, not necessarily, you know. You're just with the home team? Yeah. I guess. I don't want the letters sent to me, Kanhana. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of film news, uh, they've got this movie. It's called... Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or whatever. Yes. It's going to come out someday. We don't know. Yes. But we are getting content, let's say, from the star of the film, yeah. Simu Liu, mm-hmm. who has been in the news before yes. for his fun time tweeting style. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah, uh, he's got chops. And what <laughs> chops? He's got uh, pot-stirring chops. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. a guy who... 
I, to be honest, I've probably seen him somewhere, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Mm. Um, who is the first like you know Asian fronting a Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movie? Yes, I'm not saying just chill out, just chill out. He ain't chilling out. No, and I love the fact that he is uh, he's real bold and he's uh, he's going for it. Yeah, and he responded recently to a casting notice from Paladino Casting, uh-huh. who's looking for uh, extras for the film. They, in this press release that he shared on Twitter, are asking for Chinese or Korean people whose eyes are, although almond-shaped, not too downturned eyes, no monolid, end quote. Yeah. And Simu Simu Liu (laughs) went on Twitter and was like, Paladino Casting, blank you. Yeah. Signed, a proudly monolided Asian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that I blame him. Like, that's, I can't believe that they actually wrote that in a casting call thing. I mean, I know that some casting calls are, are pretty bad, but that's... What the hell? I'm not defending casting calls, but they, they literally do just... That they don't care anything about you, your life, who you are. No. They, they have a picture in their mind, and if you fit it, you're you're in. Yeah, but why put that specific thing no monolids in the um in, in the actual call they also put for boys and girls casting chinese or korean descent joyful smiling and cute hair black or dark brown skin tone clean white and pinky yeah pinky what the heck is pinky no dots or circles so no birthmarks what I does that mean i don't know it means racism is <laughs> what it means yes the secret it's ingredient awful. is racism yeah yeah, that's really not cool. So, uh, I don't like that. No, <laughs> no, no. And I wish that, I wish that Marvel would um, take a hand in this. I wish. Do you know what I mean? Too. Like, why? Yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. Exactly. What does it matter? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ah. <sighs> uh, it's gonna be set in Hong Kong. Are, is it really? It has to, right? I don't know. I don't know the story at all because uh, Shang Chi is a is a cool character, but he is so tied to his kind of um, chopsaki um, <clears throat> Asian exploitation um, roots. Sure. That uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how they're going to update the story. Well, in terms of Disney and films, we've got a Space Mountain live action movie in the works at Disney. <sighs> what? Like another movie off of a ride? Is that what's happening? You right. You um, ri- you ride. No, I mean I know uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was very successful, but what what are you gonna do for freaking Space Mountain? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, is it is it gonna be like oh Space Mountain? We gotta get to Space Mountain, and when they get there, they have to ride a log down a waterfall or something like that. Is that what it's gonna? I be? I know you'll take offense at this. It's not intended to offend, but you sounded like Donald Trump describing what it's like at Disney World, and I think that's amazing. Uh, wow, <laughs> you gotta folks, you go to Space Mountain, you go to Space Mountain, and you're on Space Mountain, and you gotta go, you gotta go, whoa, you go, you go, you go, whoa, down the down the Space Mountain, folks, we love it. Wow. That's what it sounded like. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks so much. Uh, okay. It, well, he's a producer and writer who's worked on uh, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. Sure. Um, that's about it. Okay. And he's uh, got, but he's got, he's got 10 upcoming projects. That's a lot. So The Flash. <clears throat> yeah. Space Invaders. I don't know if that's just an adaptation of 
the, the Atari game? game or if it's um, the I Am Legend reboot, oh boy. Oh boy. Space Mountain, something called Love Canal, although it's directed by Patricia Arquette, so maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. The Ridley Scott directed Battle of Britain movie, which I'm going to see. It's going to be a late period, Scott, but uh, untitled Bumblebee Universe installment, so... Wow. Let's do a little, uh, oh no, ramming speed, the Star Trek Enterprise crashed into us. <laughs> this is so paramount and this is so Star Trek, current Star Trek, huh. where it's like, who's the best guy for the job? Doesn't matter. We've got a, a personal writer on our on a leash. Yeah, right. And he'll just do whatever we need him to do. Yeah, right. And it won't be any good because I don't really know what that word means. Like G-O-O-D. Is that like, are you saying God? But it's like a long way to say God. <laughs> like they have no idea what quality is. No. But they know that they've got a team of people who's yes. ready to, to work. Yeah. And people like Patricia Arquette, people like Ridley Scott should go, no. Right. No. Give me somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I want this to premiere in theaters. Of course yeah. I do. But I'd rather go to, say, Netflix, where they'll go, holy shit, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. How's 20 million sound? And we'll right. net, we'll, we won't talk to you until it's done. Right. Do right. that. Yeah. People need to resist. People need to resist. The yeah. hashtag resist bad writing, bad directing. Yeah, I agree. And be more involved. And like, I don't know, maybe they didn't ask them. Like, do you do you get to do you get asked? Like, is this okay for this person to direct? Do you get asked, or are you just told this person is directing? Well, it depends on who you are, but I bet you get told. Yeah. Um, well, we made a meal out of two and a half stories so far. I'll say real quick on the movie side that Benedict Cumberbatch has been confirmed, ninety nine percent confirmed. They will be playing Doctor Strange in the next Spider Man movie. Okay. Once again, yeah, attention is required. Going forward, we huh. need to figure this out. Uh huh. Bad, bad year. Everybody's just going to write this year off. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, the first success Disney has makes five hundred million dollars. Just sign that check to Sony and go. Let's just come on. Let's just put it on the table here. I know, right? Because you guys are going to be back asking us for help again. Why are we doing this? Tell you what. Because it's Sony is how's like, five billion. They don't want to let it go. They just do not want to let it go. But how's five billion sound? You yeah, might make well. five billion. In 10 years off of your terrible, terrible Spider-Man and Spider-Man related movies. But the all the Spider-Man related movies that they have in the works. So many. Right. But I'm just saying, if Disney just wrote a check for $5 billion, that would be, go back and, you know, put one, two, three, amazing, one and two. What Did we ever find out what the split was with... Um, the Holland films. I can't remember. I don't know. But like five billion would be a sizable percentage of what they would stand to make in revenue box office wise off yeah. of those films. But yeah. then put the budget in, put the PA in, pr- you know, promotion, uh, all that other stuff. Take the money. Yeah. Well, you could spend a lot of money and make some money or just take this money mm-hmm. and do and build a new studio, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Actually, how much, how much for the studio right now? Disney just buy Sony. Wow. Just so we can get a, a better Spider-Man universe. I'm excited about this. Of course, both Steve, Steve Ditko characters mm-hmm. um, who I think have had, you know, they've had some uh, interactions in the comics, um, some written by Ditko back in the day and some modern ones. And there's just always something, I don't know, I feel like they're a good pair. They're a good odd couple. Well, I mean, we did see them interact a little bit in tiny bit in um, bit. the. I think it was Infinity. I War. think their dust got mixed together. Yeah, yeah. 
he was like, oh, he was like, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, are we? Yeah. Yeah. They introduced each other and it was yeah, really, yeah, just really weird. weird. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it could be good. I Do you think they're doing this because Iron Man isn't around anymore and and Holland is so young? And he needs another mentor figure. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. He's been through a lot. He has been through a lot. Let's pass that. Oh, okay. If Spidey, if the real Spidey had had a mentor, yeah, we would be in this situation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like what? What he would his life would have turned out completely different. Yeah. You know, losing Uncle Ben, uh, losing uh, Gene DeWolf, losing Captain Stacy, all the people that he lost. Forget it. Why? No. Okay. Whenever they got together in the comic books, it was always just, huh. Looks like I'll have to use the, my spider sense to find out what's going on here. I, I I put a spider tracer on this punk and I followed him to this weird place. <laughs> the old Parker Luck. And then Doctor Strange is like in astral form behind him, like, hmm, is this an adversary? Or do you know? But the wand of Watoom knows that Doctor Strange will defend the earth from <laughs> and sure. then and then somehow they end up kind of helping each other. And it's just like, well, that was weird. Right. <laughs> I don't want any like Listen up, Spidey. I want you to listen to me. I don't know anything about chakras or, or <laughs> third third eyes. Right. But you have to do your homework. Right. Okay. All right. Don't. Well, we'll see. <laughs> don't want it. All right. You know what I want? What? I want the ancient one back. Why'd they feel they had to kill the ancient one? I. They brought her back, too. They're like, she's awesome. Let's bring her back. <laughs> because the, you know, they're like Highlander, there can only be one. I don't know. I don't know. But it was like. Well, blame Cargill for yeah, that. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. They can oh, bring her back somehow. a lot somehow. of things to say. Yeah. Never see him again. Uh, what else is going on in the world of movies? We're almost done. Uh, I said to you the other day, mm-hmm. 2021 and I guess 2022 are going to be wild. Yeah. How many, like the Oscars in 2022 are going to be insane? Because there'll be a lot of films, yeah. So many movies are going to come out. And, I mean, as long we don't know when they're going to open up again. And yeah. that is, well, yeah, I mean, 2030, uh, 2030 might be hot. Yeah, Who knows? right, right. But uh, yeah, Marvel and DC movies will be flooding theaters in 2021 and 2022. Here's the problem at this point once the, the boat regatta horn goes off, they've got to make all these things. Right. And we're looking at a sort of situation where we have to make them within a window because if the COVID numbers go up again or the first PA that coughs into a, a latte, we're shut down again. Yeah. So it's going to be this like hurry up and hurry up and go, hurry up and wait situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're going exactly. to try to complete as, as many of these as possible, but who knows you know, what they're going to get off before <laughs> they have to stop again. Right. And things will probably move around some more too. Yeah. Um. If they can't get filming and everything done on time. Yeah. Like so. Batman, for instance, because of the little achoo yeah. from, <laughs> from Shovel Face. Uh, Shovel Face. Batman has been pushed back to a March 2022 release. Yes. March. Uh-huh. A Batman movie. In March. It's coming out in March. Yeah. Not even the world's greatest detective could figure that out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we won't have... I mean, it's, it's better than January or February, but yeah, I don't know. It's March. weird. It's weird. Yeah. Dune yeah. has been pushed back to October 2021. See, what I read when I heard about That's that smart. was... I that was always surprised that we were going to get it so soon. That, that Dune got pushed back to that date. That was Batman's original date. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. Batman had to move, yeah. but I don't know why it got moved to March. 
That much I can't tell you. Um, they're trying to stay out of the way of other superhero releases, probably. But probably. But my thing is like it's Batman. <laughs> People are gonna come see Batman. Well, so, it'll do really well. It'll probably be oh, one it'll of clean the, up in March. It'll it'll but, probably be one of the best releases in March in history. Right, right which yeah, it, like Deadpool did that. Like Valentine's Day, yeah. the first Deadpool became the highest grossing R-rated yeah. movie of all time. But yeah, but the industry doesn't like doing that. They like their um, they're like um, LL Cool J from Toys. They want their peas in this part of the plate. They want their their mashed potatoes over here and their meatloaf there. Like they don't want to do. Balls out. They don't release Fast and the Furious movies in in February. Yeah, or, I know. Because they just want it there. So I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. TV. That's where the hot shit is at. I said it. <laughs> we've talked a lot or we've heard a lot about the Animaniacs reboot. And now yes. we've seen a teaser clip on Hulu. Oh, I haven't seen the teaser clip yet. Uh, they do a little kind of riff on Jurassic Park. It's fine. It's um, fine. I mean, how, well, I mean, like how funny they're going to be in a little teaser, but uh, okay. yeah, it seems like a yeah, sure, solid. I've seen um, like a side by side comparison of the three main Animaniacs characters. Um, it's a cow art style. <laughs> I mean, it's really wow. <laughs> I'd like to pull the teeth out of any, anybody it's, who's ever said that. It's not that different, but they did change it a little bit. Yeah, um, a little bit. So, yeah. Anyways. I really I is, love uh, Animaniacs no. when it came out. Sure. What what about Wacko? No, don't don't worry about it. Oh, okay. You're in control. All right. You have the control. Uh I threw it back to you, but all right. Well then I'd say that Kerry Fukunaga is going to direct the Band of Brothers follow up, Masters of the Air. Oh. I'm um The Band I'm actually of- kinda of surprised Kerry Fukunaga is doing it. Cause I guess we don't know we don't have any returns on James Bond because this movie's never gonna come out. But he's he made it. He's he's in the show, you know. Yeah. And like when Tom Hanks is like, "Do you want to do an HBO miniseries?" That's all fun. Like you have to want to do that, right? That's not yeah. something that you do. That's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I know. But I think it's cool. I, he's he's a great director. He's, he's going to he's going to be yeah. great. Plus, this is you know this is Cars in the Air, basically, right? It's going to be about um, the uh, the Army Air Corps and um, the RAF and. Um, the Battle of Britain and, and all that sort of it's stuff. It's interesting too because um, with his last name, I'm guessing he's Japanese. So, so you'd think that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make any judgments not. about anybody, but he's got a real, real white looking <laughs> face and hair. See me, Simulu. Simulu. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, you weigh in, Simulu. Okay. But uh, well, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know anything yeah. about his life, but okay. I saw a picture of him. And it's like that's. Oh, uh, could swap him for. Uh, Jason Clark, and maybe we, nobody know the difference. Wow. Okay. Well. Anyways. Speaking um, of white, interesting. Speaking of uh, Asian uh, people who may or may not be white, Netflix has ordered an animated action series, Blue-eyed Samurai, which will star Maya Erskine, George Takei, Masioka, and Randall Park. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Blue-eyed Samurai. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. It features a mixed-race master of the sword. That's interesting. Um, I wonder how many Japanese people are going to be excited about that. But um, I think that's interesting um, and has the potential to be really good. What's interesting to me is that it is um, it's starring Maya Erskine, who is an actress and comedian, who is on the Hulu show uh, Pen15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't Will this be a funny show? 
I don't know. You had potentially. That's a good question. Yeah, it, this, it'll be set 400 years ago uh-huh. in Edo period, Japan. Oh, okay. Huh. And yeah, I, I, it will be a, a woman who is a, um, a mixed race master of the sword. Uh, who is just trying to, you know, live her life? Probably. I find disguised, this very fascinating. I wonder how people are going to be as a man, about this, but yeah, um, going around probably uh, solving right, right and wrongs and that sort of thing. I you ever watched Pen Fifteen? I have not. Have you? I need a second opinion. Oh, okay. I guess I need to watch it then. I feel like it's very well made. It's set in the so the two. You know the premise of it. Not really, no. The, uh, Maya Erskine and um, other lady whose name I can't remember. Other I feel, lady. I feel kind of bad about that. Uh, play themselves as children. So it's set in the year 2000, but they are, you know, 30-year-old women. Okay. And everybody else in the cast is a kid. Is a kid. Yeah. That's funny. So you're like, okay, let's see if we can stretch that out past the level of a in Living Color sketch mm-hmm. or a Mad TV sketch. Mm-hmm. And they do, but it's not, I don't know. Guess my new thing is complaining about comedies that they're not funny enough, I guess. But there isn't like a real jokes, 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 jokes. Yeah, it's more okay. just kind of cringe humor. And okay. also I think it leans a lot on the, um, the the strangeness of having like two adults, you know, fight over uh, a cigarette, you know, with a bunch of like eighth graders. <laughs> so... Okay. I'm kind of like, I don't know, I've only seen a couple episodes okay. um, and I'm sort of waiting to see um, what's the payoff? Like what's yeah. the, what's the Pokemon evolution of this premise? Because right, right, right. so far, like you've executed that premise perfectly, but it's just like kind of wonder years with an adult Fred Savage as Fred Savage. Right. Um, okay. And what's the next level that I'm sure it, it'll take it to. I just haven't got there yet. I understand what you're saying. But yeah, but I, I, I guess I'd recommend it. Just so you can tell me if it's funny or not. yeah, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to check it out then. Uh, something I know you're going to check out is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show on <laughs> Disney+, Plus, uh-huh. which is set to begin filming in March, according to series star Ewan McGregor. He okay. said, we're going to start filming in March. <laughs> that was like Ringo Starr. It kind of was, yeah. yeah That's not good. Um, well, I have to say I really like uh, the Mandalorian series um, on Disney Plus a lot. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Obi-Wan. Um, you know, and I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I don't really like the prequels that much. So. How much DNA... Just, it's all about DNA today. It is. How much DNA will it share with uh, the Mandalorian, do you think? <sighs> Um, that's a great question. I guess it kind of depends on like who, you know, the creatives behind the scenes are, um, for it, you know, and like, um, you know, how much they want, like, I don't even know, like, when is it supposed to take place in his life? I just don't even know that information. I bet it will take place, uh, after the original trilogy and before the Oh, yeah, I guess you're probably right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe he's like, maybe there's a young Luke Skywalker who's kind of tacitly keeping his eyes on. Don't do it. Don't. They did that in the Obi-Wan comic book, or maybe it was a flashback in the the Star Wars um, Jason Aaron thing, but they had like a a young child Luke, you know, like assassin showed up to kill him, so Obi-Wan had to come in and like take out the assassin. It's like, 
there's this. Why are there four planets in the Star Wars galaxy? Maybe three. <laughs> there are so many things. Yeah, yeah, he has to watch over Luke, but this is a good hiding spot. Yeah. So you have the tension of somebody um, somehow tracks down Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's trying to watch Luke, and they're like, Lord Kenobi or Jedi Kenobi or whatever his title is, you know, we've got a problem. You have to do this. And he's like, I just have to watch this kid. And it's like, oh, but this seems like a good cause. The kid will be fine. Yeah. Right. And so he's like supposed to babysit, but he has to keep sneaking out to like do all these other jobs. Yeah. I can Leave see that. the Luke out of it. Oh, okay. That's what I say. All right. Well, there you go. Um, when is Sebastian Stan going to agree to do the uh, older Luke Skywalker show? The post, the post, uh, uh, post original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Roll it all, all the way back. Yeah. Mandalorian set. After Return of the Jedi. Yes. Obi-Wan show set after the prequels. The prequels. Yes, yes. Sebastian Stan plays Luke Skywalker after, in the same time as the Mandalorian. He's getting the Jedi Temple running. He's writing oh, wrongs yeah, I think that and could be stuff. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Same company? Yeah, sure. They're just transferring departments. He gets right. a new job description. Right. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right. I think that works. Already looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Sebastian Stan, I heard that um, they are Disney Plus is pushing back the um, Winter Soldier uh, Falcon uh, TV series until 2021. Sweet. Yeah. Did we talk about? We talked about. We, off mic, we talked about this. That whatever the release schedule was for the shows mm-hmm. is just boinked now, and they have to release them. Obviously, depending on the production and if they're completed and where they're at, but also I think each one of them represents another piece in the, no, no, not interchangeable. I think each one of them represents a piece of the puzzle Mm. that will be spooled out. Cause remember the Loki show? Yes. I don't know where we're at on that, but they showed us a little bit. And like I said, I don't know if they've filmed the whole thing, but I think the Loki show is going to be a huge part of the multiversal aspect that they want to set up with uh, multiverse of madness yeah and so they have to release the wanda one right now they are going to release up... it this year they said no no i know but i'm that's why they're doing it mm. so we have to establish the status quo for wanda uh and vision i guess if he's going to come back and i don't know why he wouldn't uh so she can be in the next in the in the dr strange movie yeah and we have to get the new captain marvel set up because we want to get to work in captain marvel 2 and get that out there and monica rambeau will be a part of that yes. so that one has to go out first that also takes place in a, in a no space, what time is it? We right, 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 right. The Winter Soldier Falcon one, I think you could just put that anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And so that one's on the on the back burner. Right. And the Loki one, if the Loki one is going to, he's going to be doing all these things in time in the multiverse, you have to have the multiverse established. So that one is going like straight to the back of the queue. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That all makes sense. Yes. It's Hawkeye, we don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of comic book TV shows, a Green Lantern series is uh, got a green light at HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So Warner Brothers is just really tripling, quadrupling down. It will be developed by Seth Graham Smith and Mark Guggenheim. So I'm the kombucha lady, (laughs) right? And I'm like, hmm. And then I'm like, (laughs) I'm not a fan of Seth Graham Smith. I don't remember the other guy. 
from Seth Graham stuff. Smith. Yeah, he's a guy who had one idea for a book, and then he became a very bad screenwriter. Mark Guggenheim yeah. wrote the original 2011 Green Lantern film. Oh, oh. That, okay, yeah, that's right. You why why give it to this guy that bombed? Yep. Why give it to that guy? And then Seth Graham Smith did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I did not and enjoy. And Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Vampire Hunter. Vampire Splitter. Yeah. We should have called it Vampire Splitter. He should. <laughs> he should have. Um, uh, is it going to do we know for sure, is it going to be animated? Uh, no, it won't be animated. It won't be. So I don't believe so. Oh, so it'll be live action. Yep. Okay. It's going to feature, it's basically, it's going to be what we've always wanted. And I bet Jeff Johns is like, God damn it. Yeah. Just yeah. a year earlier. Yeah. I would have had leverage yeah. and they wouldn't have been able to fire me. Yeah. Or I could have given everything up just to stay on this show right. that I clearly want to be a part of. I don't know. He might still, who knows? I'm sure Mark Guggenheim is calling him every night. Uh, like Trump calling Hannity. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be animated. It's going to feature Guy Gardner, um, probably Aresia, you know, Kilowog, the Green Lantern Corps. Sure. That's what we've always wanted. It doesn't right. matter if he's a guy in a little suit flying. That's not that's not what makes Green Lantern interesting. No. It is his role as a universal protector, or yes. at least our section of the universe, and his connection to the bureaucracy of the Guardians on Oa. And the friends that he made along the way. It's a cop show. Yes, it is. It is a cop show. Think Hal Jordan with tear gas people? Just green tear gas? Uh, let's hope not. Let's hope he's more creative in like... Can you believe there's presenting... a third season of American Gods? I didn't know that show was still on. What? No, yeah. I did not know that. Well, we won't talk about it then. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about Jurassic World being delayed to 2022, but... Uh, oh, okay. That's fun. Mm. But speaking of large creatures, a Godzilla anime series is coming out on Netflix. What? I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people mad. Probably, but um, I don't know. That could be fun. It could uh, be. It, it, it has. But people are so particular about anime and Godzilla. <laughs> I know, and it's since it's Netflix. I'm assuming it's American made, so people are eh, they're not really anime. Right, Shin Godzilla. That's the real Godzilla. Right, right, right. Uh, crap with uh, Quicksilver in it. <laughs> well, forget about I, all that because <laughs> if you like cars, yeah. Warner Brothers has a deal for you. They're going to create a preschool series about DC cars. For Cartoon Network and HBO Max, it's called Bat Wheels. <laughs> the cars are alive, and they are their characters. Oh, that's so weird. So I there's know. a Poison what? Ivy car. There's a Harley car. <laughs> there's a Penguin Mobile. Um, and Batman uh, is a is a Batmobile. Who is Batman? Grant Morrison is hard as a rock right now. I don't like it, but maybe they're, this is appealing to kids, it. you know, so I'll just let them have it. I don't know it. why Grant Morrison is Billy Connolly in my mind. <laughs> I get the two mixed up all the time. <laughs> Here's some bad news. Glow Season 4 has been canceled. Uh-oh, why? As far as I know, it was all ready to go, or at least mostly, uh, and because uh -oh. of COVID restrictions. I think they had started filming or started pre-production, and the first week somebody got sick, and they're like, Screw it. It's over. Whoa. No, I don't like Glow, but I think it deserves better than that. That sucks. Like, you want, you want to see, I think with any series, I mean, obviously most, not Netflix all series gets, gets this. gets antsy. I know. They but want to you cancel want, stuff. You want, you want, you want to be able to, to tell an ending to a story. 
with most series is I believe that's true. You know, even if a series gets canceled, you want to be able to be like, oh. That's true. Some of the stars of the show are lobbying for a, like a two-hour movie to just sort of bring Something. Things bring to the bed, story to an um, end. Get all yeah. of our lame jokes out. Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> I don't really like the show. But like uh, I said, no. I think they deserve better. I didn't really either, but that's okay. <laughs> well, here's some good news. Patty Considine will star as King Viserys Targaryen in HBO's Game of Thrones prequel. I have no idea who that is, but okay. We're finally getting some more news about that. Yes. So (laughs) this is the one that they went with. We went with, there was like a long night, like first man one. There was, I think another one that was sort of, um, sort of uh, not exactly um, locked down as to when or where it was going to be. And then there was this one, which is basically the Targaryen show. Yeah. I was going to follow the Targaryens. Yeah. And so it's set 300 years before in the time of the the earlier time. Um, Viserys Targaryen is, is king. He is uh, he rules with his two sister wives. Cool. Uh, and he is the, he is like the dragon, the dragon rider. Mm-hmm. I think this is all true. <laughs> OK. I don't know this. Oh, I don't know this world all okay. that well. Except That's for the shows. Um and he's depicted as look behind you, right? <laughs> guy's a guy's a real dude. Wow. Guy's a real dude. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's making a face. Him, him and his sister and wives. Now look at Patty Considine. Just looks like a, a goofball. <laughs> a face like a baseball man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, by the way, is he? For me, is like he's my dramatic Oliver Reed. Maybe long, long time listeners to the show will know that uh, Oliver Reed means bad movie. Oh, okay. Go on, test me. I I don't know much about Oliver Reed, so I don't know what's a movie he was in, but I I just I got nothing. Bullworth. Uh. We're not Oliver Reed. Um, what's his name? Oliver Platt. Platt. Thank oh, you. okay. Whew. I mean, Oliver Reed's been a bad film. Oh, but he's been okay, film. yeah, okay. Oliver so he's, Platt. He so is he's comedy your... packing peanuts, but so this guy is your canary in the coal mine. This is not going to be good. Oliver Platt. Yeah. The ice storm. I thought you actually kind of liked him. No, the ice harvest. Uh huh. Oh, see, no, the ice harvest is is terrible. It's a terrible film, but he's the best part of it. Yeah. Right. Um. Three Musketeers. Uh-huh. Not a three, great Three Musketeers movie. I don't care that you grew up with it. Um, I don't know. A bunch of stuff. The Bicentennial Man. Yeah, He's just, right. when you I need know. a guy who is like kind of officious and he is uh, fat and that's funny, right? And then he will be, and he's like, but no, we can't do something about that thing. Yeah. And then he's like, shut up. Uh, Frost Nixon. Uh-huh. Like he just, maybe it's Ron Howard movies, but I just feel like every, when I see him in a film, I know, no good. Yeah, no, I know. He he's And that's Patty Co- Patty Considine. Oh, that's bad. I think bad. Hot Fuzz is the uh, exception that proves the rule. Okay. And that's about it. All right. Um didn't wasn't there like another Game of Thrones show that they like shot the pilot of and then they canceled it? There was a Naomi Watts one, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah. What happened with that? Let, that's what I, I I can't remember what sort of time period it's supposed I to be set either. in. I can't either. I think maybe that was the um the first men, like ancient oh, one. Oh, okay. Uh, they didn't want it. <laughs> I'd love to watch it. Yeah, I wonder if we'll have maybe a it'll leak or something. Yeah, right. Well, we're almost done with our news here. It looks like. Uh, speaking of, we have Patty Constantine, mm-hmm. Constantine or Tin film 
is going to do a Resident Evil reboot series. And what? The cool thing, the cool thing now that we know is we know some of the cast. Oh, okay. Do you want to do you want to hear about the cast of this Resident Evil series? It's gonna be on Netflix. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about the cast. Well, it's gonna adapt the first two games. And unlike the films, it's supposed to be adapting them rel- relatively um, uh, faithfully. Okay. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Kaya Scoladario as Claire Redfield. Okay. Um, I, I, I got nothing for you. Oh, okay. Um, she's a British actress. Um, she's kind of cute. Uh-huh. Um, probably good casting for Claire. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think of anything that you would know that she's been in. Okay. Um, we've got... Uh, Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine. Okay. She played Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. She is multiracial. This will drive the fans insane. I think fans need to get over themselves. They absolutely do. Although I I've never seen her be good in anything. I don't know if she'll be good. Yeah, maybe they should be more mad about that than that she's not white. Uh, Robbie Amell. Mm-hmm. Who is the brother of Stephen Amell? Oh, the, the Arrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will be play play Chris Redfield. Okay. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. Chris Redfield's his his archetype is just big dumb guy that punches boulders, right? Yeah. But it's a little too dumb. It's a little too dumb. <laughs> too dumb. Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy. That is the um, the gorilla guy, the monkey guy. Oh yeah. Will play Albert Wesker. He's a big guy. At least I Why make him a big guy. Don't swap it. Just fire Robbie ML. Make Tom Hopper Chris Redfield. Right, right, right. Uh, looks like we've got um, Avon Ho- Jogia, who I'm not familiar with, um, but he was in uh, this Zombieland sequel, which I did not see. So there you go. Oh, okay. uh, he'll be uh, Leon Kennedy. He is as dark as his name would imply. So this will drive the internet insane. Oh, my God. Wow. And... Neil McDonough will be playing William Birkin. Okay. William Birkin is in Resident Evil 2. He mm-hmm. is the guy who tries to steal the yeah. formula, turns right. into a monster. Yeah, he turns into a monster. Yeah. So, does this seem like bad high school play adaptation of Resident Evil? Now, before you answer, <laughs> well, let me say that let's not fool ourselves. Resident Evil is a bad high school <laughs> adaptation of a, a horror action f- game film, whatever, you know? Right. Don't go. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh over dramatic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's over dramatic and ridiculous. It's already bad. Yeah. But I didn't expect you guys to like aim for the same outer ring of the bullseye. Why not go for the middle of the bullseye? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Like, what do you think would, how, how do you think a, an approach would, would, would best um what would be the best way to do a movie adaptation of Resident um, this Evil? is you're gonna you're gonna plots but check this out i think paul thomas anderson or <laughs> he wishes paul ws anderson uh-huh. had the right idea yeah up until the point that the movies started to completely go insane and make no sense if he had taken that that aesthetic um whether you want to add Alice, you know, as a character uh, in the films or just maybe have uh, uh, Mia Jojovich be Jill Valentine or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that, like, low-budget uh, kind of B-movie aesthetic, that would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you had just taken the crazy 
um, storyline of the video games and tried to make it make a little bit of sense, which I feel like they thought they were doing. Uh-huh. But then once you get into like the third or fourth movie, the series is insane and is just off the rails, not in a fun way. Yeah. But that was perfect. Her, you know, flipping off a motorcycle, shooting it. Like, I can't remember the guy that created Resident Evil, but he probably was like, yeah, man, that's it. That's what I'm talking right, about. Right. But yeah, I just would have done that. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. This smo- this this Does this sound like a serious version no, of Resident Evil? No. Okay. This smacks of who we could get. Uh-huh. You could say about um Cowboy Bebop that it's like, okay, all right, well, John Cho is um it's kind of old, but uh, he has kind of like an underground kind of cred. Um as you know, Danielle Pineda is like a, is a rising star in like indie film, mm-hmm. so she's she's like we can get her cheap. Right. And then Faye Valentine is, you know, Japanese or, or Asian anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So perfect. I don't even remember who else is in the show. Yeah, right. That seems like, what do we got? What are we working with? But also, what can we get? Yeah. This seems like, yeah, just... Just send, make it send, happen. Send the offers out. Yeah. They'll say yes. Of course right. they will. Uh, okay. All right. I don't know. I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance, but... I'm not necessarily terribly excited about it, so. Me either. Okay. <laughs> Me either. I'm still trying to figure out the right Viserys Targaryen, because it's not the guy from the show who gets his head boiled. No. Is it, it's not, is it the the grandson of Aegon the Conqueror? Maybe. <sighs> Do I, I have to know. read these books? Oh, God. I really don't want to read these books. Just don't. Thank you. I won't. Thank you. I'm giving you permission yet again to not read those books. I appreciate you that. You tried reading them once. I appreciate that. As we move on to our main subject, let's talk about Amazon and uh-huh. their Lord of the Rings series. Okay. And if it will be horny or not. Oof. Why do you think it'll be horny? When you thought about a Lord of the Rings series produced by Amazon in the wake of and the shadow of the Peter Jackson movies, good and bad, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? You were thinking, oh, we've got to stop. we got to get the Silmarils or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. In, right? I just thought it would be like more of the same, except not Peter Jackson. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, check out this casting notice from Uh-oh. New Zealand where they have resumed filming. The call reads, comfortable with nudity? Up to $500 per day. Use reference nude. We need new people based in Auckland. Age 18 plus. All shapes and sizes. Intimacy guidelines will always be followed on set. Great. Weird. <laughs> the production has hired an intimacy coordinator. So whatever you thought, damn what you thought. I don't need that in my It ain't Lord what you thought. Rings. It's what you're thinking. This it's what it. you're thinking. Amazon going to give it to you. Game of Thrones style Lord of the Rings. That's what we're going to get. I don't, I don't need that in my Lord of the That's Rings. That's what you're going to get. I don't want it. Live in your universe. Live in the real universe now. Yeah. So what's going to happen? We're going to see... Baron and Luthien, doggy style. We're going to see. <laughs> don't squint your eyes at me. <laughs> I don't like what I'm hearing. <laughs> don't just stop. I don't like any of this. All the news has been bad, hasn't it? Yes. It's all been bad. Yeah. Now you know you're going to get a TV MA Lord of the Rings. Ish. 
What about dragons Gross. getting it on? <sighs> Got to get these dragons. Well, they don't here. need a, a, a notice, a Lord casting notice for dragons being. It's going to be get Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones had dragons growing up. We've got grown-up dragons. All right. Weird. Wings flapping. Ew. Flapping everywhere. Yeah, great. What situation are they going to be in where there's going to be naked people, period? I don't know. And that's what, like, drives me back. And this is clear. This is extra casting. Like, this isn't like, oh, maybe Galadriel will be taking a bath. And hold they're, on. Hold they're going to They're going to oh, fight. Oh, keep talking. They're going to fight like a group of like naked people on horseback. Oh, you think it's going to be wait, naked know. on horseback? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something ridiculous. That's bad for the goose and the gander. Yeah, right. I don't like either one of those. No. They may have invented pants, humanity, <laughs> so we could ride horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First thing, ugh. This horse, <laughs> no he, he, he liked me. I get on top. <laughs> no. Ten minutes later, don't don't do it. <laughs> I'll say not worth it. Uh. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Go back in your mind. Reset your mind. Restore point 48 hours before. Okay. What do you know about cuties? Um, it is a... Uh, before I watched the film, I knew it was um, a French film. Um, and the, it there were young girls in it. Um, and Netflix promotion of the film, their poster, um, was done in such a way that got a lot of people really mad about it and wanted to cancel Netflix, um, because it, it, you can't cancel Netflix. Well, it's uncancelable. Well, but that's what they wanted. Um, because, um, it depicted girls and they, they felt a sexually obscene way. Um, and Netflix apologized. Why, because their booties are out? I don't, I haven't seen the poster in question. Here it is. So I like how sure. when you said that, you immediately turned, we have to move the TV in yeah. the studio, but right. you immediately looked over your left shoulder. There's the poster. Okay. Now, we're yeah. going to talk about this. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But now, r- restore your brain from 48 la- uh, hours later. Having seen the film, you know this is, this is not, this, the guy that did this did not watch the movie. Clearly he does not understand. Yeah, right. And I say he, he does not understand the significance of the end of the film, which mm-hmm. this image is taken from. Right, That's right, right. not the part that the movie was like, yeah, this. Yeah, right. But if you are like, oh, what's this film? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this. It's great. I'm going to do this. Yeah, right. Right. Amy, who um, is a Senegalese um, Muslim little girl who's probably about, I think she's 11. Um, her and her family have just moved um, to this particular area of Paris. I don't know if, where they lived previously. Um, and 
she's new at school. She, you know, she kind of, she wants to make friends. There's this group of kids that does dance competitions and she really wants to be friends with them, but it's not easy. She has two younger brothers who she kind of has to look after. Um, she finds out that her father is getting married to a second wife. Her mother is not very happy about this, but she has to pretend like she is. Um, they are um, Sufi Muslim. Okay. That's okay. Uh, uh, Senegal, uh, Gambia. That's um, that's the general religion over there. Okay. Um, but Amy is, is really angry with her father and resentful, understandably, and she doesn't, she kind of, doesn't want to have any interaction with him at this point. But she um, befriends the these girls, um, in particularly, um, I think her name is Angie, um, and um, who um, is, um, I think she might be Latinx, um, and she lives in her building, and um, uh, she actually kind of gets... Actually, yeah, she'd be, well... I've had this explained to me, and I've and I've oh. forgotten the whole thing. But there's, because um, we're talking about Spain and Mexico are different, right? Yeah. So we don't really know because that we never dig into her backstory. Well, but she could be from Spain, but she could also be from, uh, from Latin America or South America. Oh. And so there's uh, okay. Hispanics, you know, yeah, which it right. invokes Hispaniola. So I mean. I'm not. I'm not correcting you because I don't know, but I'm just saying be aware of uh, the distinctions between uh, Latin people, Hispanic people, Spanish people. Okay, it's complicated. I don't. I don't know. It's complicated. But anyways, Texas. Sorry, we'll get there. (laughs) Wow. Um, And uh, so Amy kind of slowly becomes friends with these kids and she starts dancing with them. And she's seen some videos on the internet. where uh, there are older women uh, dancing explicitly um, or twerking or doing some other sort of things. And she's teaching these moves to um, her friends and they enter a dance competition. And that's a big part. Um, yeah, she, she changes the, their lives. Of the film. She opens this uh, dance group way up. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe another part that's kind of minor is we learned very early on that Amy like just kind of steals things randomly. She's a bit of a yeah, a kleptomaniac, a kleptomaniac maybe. Um, an acquirer. Yeah. Uh, and she's not exactly completely honest about things. And, you know, towards the end of the film, she does some things that she's, she's probably not very mentally stable. And, um, but that's not, it, it's addressed somewhat, but probably could have been addressed more. But anyways, um, her that I mean that's basically what the film is about and like it's like the struggle between like her conforming to her uh, Senegalese roots and um, learning to be a, a a woman in a Senegalese household and or um, not or not yeah. or or kind of these her burgeoning sexuality and like trying to explore. Um, what it means to be a, a young woman and um, and doing dancing, which she really she's discovered she really enjoys. Yeah, I mean that's the gist of it. I think that's a good gist. Um, yeah. You know, before we watched this or decided to watch this, uh, and I kind of read up on it, 
I didn't know anything about this. Like everyone who signed that change.org petition. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Right. But I'm willing to admit that. I thought it was a documentary. Oh, I think I thought that for a while, too. Yeah. 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 I think that was one of the misconceptions I had previously. And, you know, we will get to the political controversy, but there has been one to the point where Netflix... You don't expect Netflix to have a spine, right? Mm-hmm. But like Netflix apologized for their poster, which I think was, yeah. is proper because it's it's just not a good poster, number it's one. Not. But it's it is apart from the context of the film, it is offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that. The movie is still on Netflix. Yes, and I have to imagine since it's so controversial, people are watching it. But it has been excluded from the top ten lists. It's not yeah. in the trending nows or right. the hot right nows. You have to dig to find this on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. But it is still there, mm-hmm. um, which I think is um, is important. Yes, um, because I think it's something. I mean, I'll just give my review away. I recommend that people see this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is a not great movie, but it is a good movie. Um, and what excites me about it is it's called like uh, Mignonis in, uh, in, French. in French. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's directed by um, Maimona Ducouré, mm-hmm. who is a Senegalese herself. Mm-hmm. And it's based on her own experiences as a refugee kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's in a, like, a, like a dance troupe. Yeah, <laughs> you I don't know, know about that. But, but I know, yeah. but she has said in interviews that she also wanted to uh, emphasize this idea of. Um, over-sexualizing uh, young women mm-hmm. and not pointing the finger at anybody in particular, right? but just saying that this is real and this exists. Yeah. And I think that that's what people can't handle. Yes. And I think that that's what, when you hear about, you know, people charging into pizza places <laughs> with guns, asking to see the basement and there's no basement <laughs> and this sort yeah. of like right. fervor that was... Uh, reserved only for England. England is way ahead of us on this, as they are on many things. They've been crowing about pedos for years, and Mm -hmm. now somehow that has made its way over here. Mm -hmm. Birthed on 4chan, the beating center of pedophilia Uh on the internet, uh, somehow uh, paradoxically produced this movement of QAnon, this conspiracy theory that there are pedophiles eating children uh, in the U.S. government. Uh-huh. And so that's what's behind this. Um, it's grassroots insofar as like a, when a little bit of crabgrass grows on a totally empty field. <laughs> <laughs> These are loud voices that don't represent the majority of people and Americans. But And just to say, I don't. I think that like child abuse and child abduction is terrible. But if you look yeah. at the figures, people who abduct children are their parents. A that's who abducts children. Yeah. That's the vast majority of people who abduct their children. Or it's somebody who um, is a friend of the family. Yeah. It's somebody the kid knows. Let's not blow a serious problem out of proportion. That helps no one. No. Um, so that's where, you know, there's a controversy over this film. And I would just say to people, see it. It's not going to turn you into a pedophile monster. No. Um, it is not necessarily like a great film. It is a first film by a um, uh, non-white director. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this... Non-American director. Yeah, non-American director. Yeah. What I love about this film is you're not going to see this story anywhere else. Mm -hmm. If they had made it like um, track car racing instead of uh, dance competitions, nobody would have said boo. 
And yeah. it would have been like, wow, she really wants to like, she wants to race these uh, RC cars <laughs> or, or the little trigger, right, the trigger right. on the track cars. She wants to race these cars more than she wants to go to her father's second wedding. Come on. Right. But right. instead, people flip out over this thing, which is like young girls booty popping, you know, and uh, and doing all this stuff in these dances. Mm-hmm. And I would say, are you, have you, do you know what TikTok is? Yeah. There are millions of hours of girls booty pop dancing on TikTok mm-hmm. and nobody's, well, the president is, <laughs> but, but nobody's trying to cancel TikTok. And the point that uh, Ducure is trying to make in the film is that this is everywhere. And she yeah. is, you know, she's not, She's in her mid-30s, so even farther back, she experienced this as a child when she was growing up. This Mm -hmm. is what happens when the internet exists. Right. And you have a culture like ours, and I can't speak for France, but you have a culture like ours, which is unwilling and unable to talk about sex with our children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's I think what, that's a big part of it. That's what we get. That's why people Honestly. are reacting to it like this. That's what um, the... Well, I'm I, shocked, shocked to find that we sexualize young girls in this establishment. Yeah. And it's like, well, but but that's always been a thing. And But I think we need to, as a country... Um, I don't know why we still hang on to our Puritan roots in some ways. Um, I think that's a real, that's a real cold take, but... Go ahead and continue. I'm just saying, like, well, where else does it come from that we're so, um, we can't talk about sex with our kids? Where does else does it come from? I don't know. You think, like, French moms and dads are like, awesome, let's talk about sex. So, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, clearly the (laughs) French, I think, as a whole, as a culture, are more comfortable with sex than Americans are. Yeah, this breezed through, like, the French... (laughs) Uh, film festivals. Uh, it even breezed through Sundance, and it nobody did. nobody said boo. Well, and the director even got an award at Sundance for this film. Yeah, um, but now uh, the criminal district attorney of Tyler County in Texas has mm-hmm. indicted Netflix on a charge of distributing lewd content. Yeah, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, but it no. sets an interesting it sets an interesting uh, uh, precedent in that. You have a company based nominally out of California that can shoot movies all over the world. And so how do you indict a company that's that distributes digital content through satellites and TV, uh, cell phone towers? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do yeah. you, you're under arrest, Netflix. Right. Put your digital arms out. We're putting cuffs on them. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, and then just, I don't know, this is not, I think they're, they're, they're trying to basically insinuate that this is like child pornography, and I don't... It's not. I don't agree with them. It's not. None of the young girls have sex. Um, no, they don't have No. They, they don't. No, um, but let's be fair and let's be honest here. Yeah. This is made by a... So, you and I have seen French films. Yeah. And we both are like, you got to go that hard. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you don't, which, where's the line stop between um, depicting adult sexuality and maybe give, giving a little extra juice to the mm. people watching it? Right. Uh, only Ava Green knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this film is that it's frank about these kids who um, are just kids. They're just, you know, they're enjoying each other. They're breaking each other's balls metaphorically about, you know, dumb teen stuff. Um, I love the scene 
by, by love, I mean I was slightly horrified, but you could see this happening. I love the scene where the one girl finds like a used condom. Yes. Because they, they hang out in parks and like yeah. and train tracks and stuff. And she blows it up and she's like, sticks it in her shirt. And she's like, whoa, check it out. Whoa, I got big boobs. And they're uh-huh. like, and they're all like, oh my God, did you touch that condom? You've got AIDS now. Yeah. Right. And then they, we cut to them like, brushing like with soft soap like her tongue and yeah. she's like we gotta get it out of there I and, know. And, they, and they don't know what they're talking about because no. they're children but also yes. we have such bad education about sex everywhere on earth like that was like that could have been a short film and nobody would have said anything but then later on the girls like learned some gyrating moves and you could have done it this is my criticism for the film okay other than the story structure, which is not very good. No. You could have done it in a way where you suggest that they are doing what they're doing without doing the the standard, here's what a camera does when a girl, a, a sexy woman is dancing. Right, right. For example, they are in competition, I guess, or they think they are, with this older... A group sweetie of girls, swags or yeah, the, the sweetie name. swags, yeah. yeah. And they watch a video of theirs online, and they're in real life. Those girls are probably like twenty-year-old, like professional dancers, mm-hmm. and so they're doing like the boop, 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 and they're doing the boops and the and yeah. the twerks and the flips and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, okay, if this if this came on in between sketches on Living Color, which it did, ask yeah. Jennifer Lopez, right? Nobody's gonna say anything. But then the girls go, "I want to be like that. Let's do that." And you could you could suggest that like oh that's what they do, but instead the same camera angles and and things and focuses on bodies that you would get in an adult video like that are yes. used for the girls. Yes. And I know the in- I'm positive the intent was to drive home the idea of I want you to feel uncomfortable because what you do? if you are uncomfortable that your 11 year old is trying to emulate 20 year old like yes. sex dancers or whatever, you should feel uncomfortable. Yes. But at a certain point, we get it. Yeah, and the movie keeps going, it and I does. don't think it's f- it's for nefarious reasons. No, but it has made its point, and it keeps going. And you're like, Ugh. yeah. And well, and, and it's sex, like sexy dance. It's like almost like too much too, because it's like okay, the twerking's in there. All right, we got some very wide splits and like <laughs> kicking up in the air. Okay, fine. But then like there there's like this one point where they're like laying kind of down on the ground. And they're almost like. Humping the ground. Well, and yeah, I'm like, that's, mm-hmm. what? If this all leads up to this big dance competition that they yes. want to do. And the dance, we never really actually see their whole dance routine like end to end. Yeah. So we don't know anything about it. But we get a sense of the evolution of it after Amy introduces like the, the twerking and the, stuff the like adult that. moves that she's seen. Sticking your finger in your mouth. Uh, well, yeah. all these sort of rote, like, yeah. you know, sexy baby type things yeah. that presumably she's seen on the internet after she steals her cousin's phone. She's had no mm-hmm. access to the internet. And now she's thrown into this sea of content. And we don't know where she's going on the internet, but she's bringing this stuff back. Yeah. And it reminds it's it, it's like when a child. You know, a two or three year old that's just learning to talk, you know, is like, you want some more applesauce? Nipple. <laughs> what? Where did, <laughs> where did he learn that word? Yeah. We don't know right. what kids pick up. Yeah. But they can they have the opportunity to pick up a lot more now that they are exposed, like everybody is, to, to everything through yeah. digital devices. Yeah. And so I'm not against that, but I think that, you know, parents need to be around. Yeah. And her mom is checked out. She's very checked out. Because of her depression over their situation. They're not, they're poor, 
her husband is going to marry another woman. Yeah. Also, and I think this is subtle, and I give the the credit to the film on this, but do you think that she was like self medicating a little? Mom. Yeah. We never. We really, never see that. We never really see anything. But there's a there's a scene where Amy is you know really upset at both her parents and they're sitting down to dinner and oh. mom seems kind of listless and mom falls the f out on the ground yeah. and we never get any indication this isn't the That's blood true. in the handkerchief or whatever but if mom had been like pounding ones all you know cold ones all day and then was sitting down with the kids and just sort of like f- just just falls out and then she's like no I'm okay let's go and have dinner. That's kind of like what I got from it. Oh, I guess I hadn't thought about that, that that would make more sense, I guess. Well, if the movie dug more into the lives of characters that weren't Amy, maybe we'd know that. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty tightly focused on Amy. It is. It is, for yeah. better or for worse. Um, but she doesn't really, like, she does all these things that it's like she should really get more in trouble with. But I think a lot of oh, it no, is like, ab- yeah, that's another her thing. mom is so, like you said, so checked out. She doesn't even really discipline She stabs her. a kid with scissors. Is it scissors or a compass? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Something sharp. Well, she should have passion if it was a compass. Yeah, okay. What? Still not funny, huh? I don't... don't... Compass. Compass. Compassion. All right. Yeah, you didn't get the last time either. Okay, anyways. Wait for the third one. Uh... Um, Yeah, and also it doesn't help that the movie introduces here and there magically real elements. Yes. So she gets a dress... That she's going to wear, she's supposed to wear to her father's second wedding. Yes. And that becomes a a focus for all of her bad feelings about it. And at one point we see um, blood on the dress, like mm-hmm. blood like flows from the dress. Yes. And she's just sort of horrified by this, but then she's distracted and she looks back, no blood. Yeah. So like, what's going on? Then yeah. later at school, she presumably gets her, her period for the first time. Well, she comes. She went out to do the dance, the craft style. Yeah. Well, but it's it's done better in this <laughs> because um, so she comes back home and the auntie who's kind of like teaching her how to be a woman, sort of thing. Very traditional. Yeah. Sengalese woman. Yeah. Um. So she she her. Where are you going with this? Because I was going somewhere. If you're gonna interrupt me, you better have somewhere you're going. I'm going to finish my thing and you you put your things in where you can. Okay. So she, that that day, she has her first period. Yeah. So we don't know if that's a psychic premonition right. or if it's just that sort, of, that sort of thing is in the air or, or what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, we were talking before about the hump in the ground thing. That's what the, their, their final performance has kind yeah. of devolved into. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. If, I'm, I'm sure they're actually doing that stuff, but we don't know how the dance or their, their view of the dance like evolved into that. And then as they're doing that, she has a sort of reverie and they're like, Hey, keep dancing. Why are you not dancing? Hump the ground. You got to hump that ground. <laughs> And she sees like confetti that was sort of part of the sort of decorations for her like father's wedding and all this. And we don't know if she's seeing the confetti or if this is just like a, a psychological, you know, sort of representation of something. And she runs off stage to go back to the wedding. So uh-huh. that's the sort of magically real thing. Oh, and then also she floats in the air while she's jump roping at the end. So yep. these are the magically real elements. Now, yes. would you like to add something to the first I just Menses I just want to say that I think that... It was done better in this than in the craft because, first of all, a she's eleven. She's not 
in high school. Some people are, are late bloomers, but yes. Yes. And, and B, she's not dripping blood onto the floor. Okay, right. Okay. And then also with the craft, the, I was thinking about this. Like they said, like the other girls were like, oh, he did that to us too or something like that. So did they all, are we supposed to take from that? I'm talking about the craft now that like um, he was mean to all of them or that they all got their periods in class and they all and he all made fun of them. I don't know. Maybe this guy's like a good flow Joe kind of guy. Ish. If you, you haven't had your period yet, you just get near this guy. Let him sexually harass you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Don't, um, we have to erase this show so Dane Cook doesn't do a prequel to Good Luck Chuck. Um, weird. I liked the frankness of a lot of the commentary in this. Uh-huh. Um, I would imagine that as a filmmaker, um, uh, Ducore is not really religious. <laughs> she didn't necessarily keep her uh, Islamic not. upbringing. Yeah. But she acknowledges that it is a huge part of their culture and their family structure. Mm-hmm. And so as this wedding is coming up, you know, grandma is going to use this to, or is it grandma or is it aunt? Great aunt. Auntie. I don't even know if she's necessarily related oh, to okay. them. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah. So we see them, um, at, they don't really go to mosque. They, or I guess maybe it's a mosque. It's could be one room of a larger building, but like they go to like women's prayer. Right. And there's a lot of talk about how you have to be a good woman because there's more women in hell than men. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then she chose that as a filmmaker to tell a story about a girl who takes a picture of her crotch and posts it on her Instagram. Oh my gosh, I know. And she just does not get in trouble. So I like the frankness of that. I like the fact Mm -hmm. that Auntie is is has her pegged as like a bad girl who needs to be, you know, whipped into shape, but also is immediately like, Oh, we we're doing this? Okay. Hey. Guess what? You know, you're, congratulations. You're a woman now. I remember being in your shoes. Uh, suddenly, I have a lot of compassion for you. And there are these like roles that the older women know that they need to play. Just as the mom is not happy about this, but she knows that in their society, this is something that happens. And so we don't even get like it's not like mom flips the table over at the wedding. She no. they go through with it, you know, yeah. because that's just kind of the way. That's where we are. Yeah, and I like the the frankness of the presentation of that. Yeah, I appreciated that as well. Um, I also kind of liked like at the end um, when she shows up for right before the wedding and she's in her dance competition outfit and like <laughs> yeah, aunt, know, auntie's yeah. like giving her crap and like her mom is just like don't talk to my daughter like that. Yeah, and, her like, mom kind of finally stands up at the end, and it's like. Shoot, and it's mom, not a, mom's and it's not, here. Mom yeah. is present. And it's not a huge like. It's just more like I'm asserting control. Thank you. This is my daughter. Yeah. And then she tells her daughter, and I think that she's my head cannon. She's a little buzzed for this for this big momentous day. But she's like, look, you can come or not come. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't. You want to come to the wedding? Fine. It's cool with me if you don't come to the wedding. It's okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, where was that mom the whole movie where the daughter was experiencing all these things and was feeling lost? And um, if this was a movie about teen boys, nobody would care. In Uh fact, have you seen Stand By Me? A long time ago. (laughs) Those boys get to do whatever they want. The movie's rated R. There's a lot of adult things. Yeah. Nobody cares. Oh, those little boys. Oh, they're such scamps. And that's essentially what these girls are doing. Yep, yep, Only it's all sex-focused because... That's the pressure that 
Because what I remember thinking, like, I when the movie ended, I was really mad because yes. it's, it's a fine movie. I don't think it's the best movie of the year, but it's a totally fine movie. Um, I enjoyed watching it. And I'm like, people are scared of this movie. And the reason they're scared is sexism. That's why they're scared. Mm-hmm. They don't want to think about the fact that kids, specifically young girls, junior high and high school, they, ha- they have to deal with this every day. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to talk about that or think about that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's watch another episode of Euphoria. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and this is like, and I think you and I talked about this off air, too. I think we're we're now more comfortable with the idea, at least in America, that, that, that um, a lot of teens are... Are we comfortable? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm more comfortable seeing teens in adult situations. Well, you're yeah, seeing 25 TV. year olds playing teens. Well, that's true too. Yeah. But but with I think part of, I think with with cuties, I think at the least a part of it is the filmmaker is trying to make you feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. I mean, these are 11 year old girls, and they are trying to emulate these these uh, women who are maybe in their 20s or teens or whatever. So it, it's, it is uncomfortable, but I think one thing that maybe we don't remember or realize is, is that kids don't necessarily, like, puberty doesn't happen at, like, 15. Puberty happens at, like, 11 or 10. So kids are starting to have these, uh, you know, be cu- more curious about sex um, at that age. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we don't feel comfortable thinking about or recognizing. Yeah. You know, and I think we need to get more comfortable about talking about sex with kids and making sure they're educated about it. So, you know, if they find a random condom on the ground, maybe they won't will know what it is. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing, what what she was it was, I think it was, Look it at was this funny. Skinny balloon. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's funny, right? She did she thinks it's not a condom because it's pink and they're like, it could come in any color. Um, but it's like if I found a random balloon on the ground, I wouldn't like pick it up and stick yeah, it in my mouth. But, but that's, they're, they're kids. Literally they're literally children. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. even and and one of my favorite characters is that character is Kumba because She's like so she in a lot of ways, she's the most outspoken of them. Um, I hesitate to say adult, but she's definitely somebody like because they these girls also, in addition to being confused about sexuality, need like role models and parental guidance. They are, yeah, they need yeah. guidance because they are running wild. Yeah. But they get into a lot of confrontations with other people. And she's always the one that steps up and is like, all right, we're going to do this. And like, oh, you're going to come in my face. Come on. What about this? And then like. She's really humbled when she does this yes. thing that she thinks is so funny. And they're like, no, no. And she's like, oh, well, I was just trying to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I know. Have you ever been to a regional dance competition? I mean, I used to do. I'm not talking about Tappa Tappa Tappa. Oh, okay. Well, I would have killed maybe. for Tappa 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 in this film. No, like, just like, um, you know, modern dance or, or whatever you want to call it. You go to these things. I, I used to date. A girl who came from a family where all the girls were dancers, mm-hmm. and so I I got dragged to one of these like competitions, and it starts at five, like five and up, and the girls are like tapa tapa doop 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 doop, right? And by the time you get to junior high and high school, you are getting the booty shakes, and you're getting the fly girl, and you're getting the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And there's rules about costumes; they would never be able to wear these like. 
halter tops and the yeah. no navels, but it's the same thing. Yeah. And it right. wasn't it was a couple years out from nine eleven, so they all had a patriotic theme and you bring a flag in at the end and it's sure. fine. And right. I'm just watching this like and nobody thinks twice. There was no Q back then. No. Maybe Q can do something good. <laughs> Maybe we'll see less of that. But right. that's that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend's uh, sister was the one in the competition, and she was probably 15 or 16 at the time. And they were doing a tappa 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 because it was more of a technical thing. And they're do- they're in they're in Sally Bowles gear. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's just like you go, well, that's, you know, that's... That's fine. That's the thing. That's the that's the deal. That's the, you know, they want to be dancers. That's what they're where they're going to end up. But I'm like, yeah, but there's a 14-year-old whose butt cheeks are coming out of her pants. And nobody... And this is in, like, rural America. Nobody is saying anything. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, so I did dance competition, but it was, like, early elementary school. And I was, sure. like, tap and jazz. But... And it was like really, really early on the weekends and it was a lot. And I only yep. did it one year. And my, my mom can tell you stories too. Like they, there were rules. Like we had to have our makeup and our hair done like a certain way every time. So you imagine like little kids. Like my mom did my makeup and I had a whole ton of eyeshadow, blush, <laughs> lipstick. And, my pretty daddy. and like my hair was like super like 80s teased like <laughs> It was were you, were ridiculous. You, was it? Was it a Debbie Gibson song? Yeah, you doing right. tap into Electric Youth. <laughs> Remember the girl from the Missy videos? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh yes, yes, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. She's a professional dancer now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's made her bones on that. Uh, but like. Don't tell me she was probably like nine in that video or something and went on to do stuff. But don't tell me that they weren't doing the same stuff like they're just doing what. And and part of it is like, oh, the little kid do what an adult do. Yes. This dog thinks he's people. I think that's a big part of it, honestly. This has always existed. Yes. And all cuties did was just point a finger at it. Yep. And now all the fingers are pointed at cuties. Mm -hmm. Think about Taxi Driver. People still look at Taxi Driver and go, what a great film. You go to Jodie Foster, 13-year-old Jodie Foster. Yeah. With the professional. Yeah, I know, right? You know what I mean? Yes. Why is it suddenly a Senghalese footloose comes out and everybody loses their minds? Because they're twerking 11-year-olds, Cal. How old was uh, Natalie Portman in The Professional? She was very young, but she wasn't twerking. She was dressing up like Marilyn Monroe and going... Mr. President. Yeah, I know. But that apparently was okay for some reason. Right. Right. I'm pointing out. Double standard. Yes. I know. Okay, good. Yeah. Seems like you agree with me. I do agree with you. Would you recommend this? Um, I, I would. I think that it's worth a watch. Um, Like you, I did not like the ending. I, I I'm a little frustrated just because... I really would have liked um, for, you know, I'm, I'm okay with ambiguity, but like the, the whole thing with her, the dance competition and her friends and then her father's wedding too, like n- neither of them really gets resolved in a satisfying way. Not the fact and, that she tries to uh, m- uh, murder Yasmin and we never find out what happens yes, with that. <laughs> yes. And she, you know, the Iman who visits is like, oh, there's no devil here, but doesn't suggest 
also, and I, I don't necessarily. He put doesn't this... have those answers. I loved that scene. Yeah. Because at this point, th- well, there's a lot of things that are unexplained, and I don't know if it's like a cultural thing that I don't understand, or they're just trying to set something up. But we get to a part where she's she's stabbed a kid at school. Yep. She's done all this. I think they know that she stole the cousin's cell phone. And she took a picture of her privates and like posted it well, online. Well, I don't know if they know that because I doubt her mom is on Instagram or whatever. But they, but they, the kid knew that. So. But they take her to yeah. the to the mosque and they're, they're throwing holy water on her. They're doing yes. a thing where she's like stripped down. And it's supposed to be like, normally it would be a, 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 a humiliating kind of thing, you know, because she's being... Um, baptized or administered to against her will, but she's just in a little kid like uh, top and like her panties or whatever. And then she starts like doing the dance, like sort of like, like vibrating and like, do, and we don't know if it's a dance or if it's something that we, I don't think it's like a religious or cultural thing. Cause, cause the mom and the grandma are like, what's going on here? Like, well, then what? I thought that she actually went into doing the, the cuties dance. It might have been, but like yeah. she, but she was, I mean, like, you you know, Christina Aguilera is soaking wet in her video and she's twerking around and it's, it just, there was a weird, she, clearly this movie is trying to criticize religion as well. Yeah. But there's a weird parallel there. And then later on, like they bring the, uh, the imam in because, you know, she's got a demon mm-hmm. and he goes and he talks to her and he's like, he does a prayer with her. Yeah. And he's, and then he goes back to the mom and he's like, <sighs> So there might be like a thing here where you need to like, you know, talk to your daughter, but like she's not possessed. Like there's no demon here. This is just yeah. more of a. And I thought that it was like for all the criticism of the religion, like the, the, the director is also saying like, this is just a guy. He, it's his job to be a cultural leader and like a religious leader. And he's like, don't go crazy with this. Like I, I've seen this, you know, you yeah. take a girl and you put her in. The West, America, France, whatever, and things get weird. And I thought that that was really even-handed. I I think it was, too. I knew, Um, though, near the end, as we were going into the end of the movie, I knew that they weren't going to be able to land this, though. They've set up all these things. We don't know necessarily sometimes what's real and what's not. It's intractable. She seems hell-bent on um, misbehaving. And I knew that there wasn't... They weren't going to find a way to really... To bring this in. Yeah. It's and, just disappointing. And it, well, it's a cute ending, but it's not, it doesn't satisfy anything. As she's jumping higher and higher, like we should see like gendarme uh, cars with lights on pull into her street <laughs> to, uh, to question her about pushing a girl into the Seine. Yeah, right. Uh, but but ultimately, I'm I'm better for having, having watched it. Yeah. I think I learned a lot. I think so, too. And I think that it's an important conversation to have. I agree. And I don't think that now that everybody hates it, it's actually going to be able to uh, start that conversation, sadly. But I think it is an interesting um, mile marker on the the road to trying to figure some of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is um, an important conversation to have. And the music's actually. cool. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the track they dance to is by a musician named um, uh, Nico Noki. Uh, and, it, and it slaps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of the music's really great. Yeah. And uh, just for that, I, I think you should probably check it out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we did it. We did do it. We yes. did it. Um, so yeah, cuties. Uh, I say give it a watch if you can still find it. <laughs> Hurry. Watch it quick. Yeah. Because these cuties are, are rotten on the counter. I don't know. I think, wow. I think. <laughs> I brought I think it back. I, you did. Um, I, think, I think it'll be on Netflix because it is 
you know, it's still Netflix. We'll but, see. We'll uh, see at the results of the uh, the indecency trial in Texas. I mean, freedom of speech. Or the like, or what the, the what the heck? But not for child pornography, though. But it's not child pornography. It isn't. But 4chan and 8chan still exist. Yeah. Well. America, America. Now, if they were eating giant cheeseburgers while twerking, that would have been fine. We've seen this. We know. What? what Hardee's and about? Carl's Jr. have a new burger. It's called the Mignone's Burger, and you can check it out now. Are you being serious? I know. Of course what not. I'm doing? being incredibly, bitterly uh, facetious. Okay. Um, join us on social media, where we are often incredibly facetious and cynically facetious. Uh, join us at <laughs> Twitter and Facebook, at Just Enough Trope, and Instagram, and we're on there. Also, follow us on these... Uh, these listening services. Mm. Uh, I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm trying to be uh, Don Corleone. Right I now. don't know either. But uh, you can follow us, and you, if you give us a like and a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe in America. Uh huh. Now I'm the guy at the beginning of the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> you want to join in? Uh, be K? I, 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 do, I don't know how to join in. Um, By Beam K. I, That's a girl in these those movies. Wow. Thanks. I had thanks, an abortion. Thanks a lot. I got an yeah, abortion, great. Cal. Yeah. And the abortion was the five stars you're supposed to give to our show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, now I know not to write a, a pastiche of The Godfather because you will not be in for that. How do I be Kay? She's just mad at her husband and then she gets an abortion. It's not exciting. Or you could be audio doesn't work so good, but you could just be like, I'm Kay. And then the, the uh, sound of a door closing in your face. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like sound effect 62. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm gone now. Yeah. Um, uh, but she'll be back. Yeah. For Godfather 2. The abortion one. Uh, um, we're going to be talking about some cool, cool stuff in the future. Okay. You know, we've got our fun Black Widow reading series. Yes. We talk about comic books. We talk about... The vision or whatever. Mm. Don't ever don't ever let go, Paul Bettany. You need this. <laughs> but as events in the world reach an apotheosis, the highest point in the development of something, a culmination or climax. Yeah, thank you for the definition. Politically, um, you know, we're trying to keep it keep you entertained. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the old days, by which I mean Six, seven months ago, uh, people would come on and they'd go, hey, chuck us a dollar on Patreon, you know, we're just, we're just trying to get you through your day. Uh-huh. And I always heard that and thought, maybe you can have my money, I don't know. But how cynical is that? Is that really what people are out there doing? I know that I under capitalism, know. we all have jobs that don't fit us and we don't really like, but without how did this get made, would people really be throwing themselves off bridges? <laughs> I, I, it just gets me through. It just gets me through my day. I don't know if that's <laughs> that necessarily true. That depresses me. Yeah. To a high degree. Okay. All right. That being said, 
we we're beginning a initiative on this show to talk about things that are not necessarily like oh it's Ghostbusters you love it uh-huh. but talking about things that are informing you entertaining you and hopefully opening your mind up as right. well as pleasing you uh-huh. within the sphere of pop culture uh-huh. that's right. that's our plan that's what we want to do yes we want to leave you with those four things leave you thinking leave you striving to find more uh-huh. leaving you happy right and i guess distracted could be the other <laughs> the other if you just want something to get through your day that's, right. i guess that's valid yeah but don't just because i do that i watch uh i watch a lot of youtube yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> youtube is my tv basically mm-hmm. i always say i don't watch tv but i kind of do and sometimes like you get done with the video and then it goes next up and you're like what does it matter Oh, and then, my goodness. Oh, well, so the thing about Q is, wow. and, you're just, and you're just watching and you don't care. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want our content to be like that. No, I don't either. I want to be excited about what I talk about. I want the audience to be excited about what we're talking about. Yes. And so we're going to try to bring that to you as we continue through these difficult times with our eye on the horizon for the sun to rise. Yeah. Uh, if you want to contribute to that, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash just enough trope. Help us keep the lights on here. And also, we're available for your comments, your questions, your suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just email us at just enough trope at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Because we're open to suggestions. Yeah, we're open to suggestions. Yeah. Talk about cuties. <laughs> Crap's sake. Oh my goodness. Probably talking about Transformers War for Cybertron next yeah, week. Right. What else? What other show can give you those kind of swings? Yeah. Right. That's a that's a good point. Not a lot. <laughs> so. What other show would define apotheosis for you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marin has ever said apotheosis. Um, possibly. I don't think so. Oh, okay, all right. There he's you go. he's not doing good. He's not. He's doing better. He has turned to. Why are we talking about Mark Marin? Mm-hmm. We're already going like from an hour forty. Um, his partner died. Oh no! In the spring, remember that? No, like, I as don't. As this whole thing was ramping no, up. No, no. Um, he. Oh. Maybe they had been that, together for but, a while. I think that yeah. she was like a, a screenwriter or okay. a filmmaker. Okay. Um, and it was, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, it was an undiagnosed a blood disease or blood issue. Oh boy! It was very sudden. Okay. Uh, and then his monk, his cat monkey died. Oh. And so, and then also he's quarantined. Yeah. So you know he's been going through it, and what he did was he turned his pain <laughs> into content. Mm-hmm. So unhealthy. <laughs> So unhealthy, isn't it? But it's not unhealthy if his audience loves him, wants to hear it, and wants to encourage him. Yeah. That's that weird, you know, it's it's weird that the young girls have to navigate this weird world of sex on the internet, but maybe the plus side is is that you can shout into the void and the void will actually shout, shout back. Shout back, yeah. In a good right. way. Right. So, we're not... Asking for that. We're doing okay. Yeah. But I want to be the shouter that shouts back. Yeah, right, right, right. And so if you need help or support or you want to hear something on the show, let us know and we want to connect with you. 
on social media through justenoughtrope at gmail.com. You know, do that. Mm-hmm. And so we will be here for you in these times and in the future and next week. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. Keep the geek fires burning.